There's nearly always a murder on Christmas Day. Where, I ask you, is the goodwill in that? Well, if there is to be a murder, fate being what it is, the investigation is bound to fall to Detective Chief Inspector Harry Brock of Homicide and Serious Crime Command. I know this because I am the said Harry Brock, and I'm assigned to HSCC West, a Scotland Yard unit that takes in that segment of London that stretches wedge-shaped, from Chelsea out to Hillingdon, and all the hotbeds of villainy in between. Unfortunately, it also includes Heathrow Airport, otherwise known to us of the CID as Thiefrow. My girlfriend, Gail Sutton, and I had decided to spend this particular Christmas day at her townhouse in Kingston. Although in a relationship for a number of years now, we had agreed not to get married, probably because we'd both been married before and each of those marriages had ended with a measure of bitterness all round. In my case, I had been married to Helga Büchner, a German girl who, at the time, was a physiotherapist at Westminster Hospital. She had pummeled my wrenched shoulder back to mobility, following a somewhat violent disagreement with a group of yobs in Whitehall when I was a uniformed PC. It had been a whirlwind courtship, followed by a marriage that my colleagues at the Nick said wouldn't last, even though it had taken sixteen years for them to be proved right in their forecast. It had effectively come to an end when our four-year-old son, Robert, had drowned in a pond. Helga had insisted on continuing to work after he was born, and had left the boy with a neighbour, as she had often done. It had not been a happy marriage, but that tragedy had signalled an end to it. Adultery on both sides became the norm, followed inevitably, by divorce, when Helga announced that she wanted to marry a doctor at the hospital where she worked, and with whom she'd been having an affair for several months. The only advantage for me that had accrued from the match was that I'd learned to speak German fluently. On reflection, it would have been better and cheaper had I gone to night school. Matters improved significantly when I met Gail Sutton. Gail is an actress when she's not resting, as thespians call unemployment in the profession. Her marriage had endured for far shorter a period than mine, but had ended for a similar reason. Her former husband, Gerald Andrews, was a theatre director. One day, Gail, feeling unwell after the matinee, arrived home early and unexpectedly from the playhouse where she was appearing to find her husband in the marital bed with a nude dancer. That was the end of the marriage, and Gail reverted to her maiden name of Sutton. Andrews, however, had held an unreasonable and spiteful grudge against Gail, as though that unsavoury incident had been her fault rather than his, and he did his best to prevent her getting any decent parts thereafter. When I'd met her at the Granville Theatre, she was hoofing it in the chorus line of a second-rate review called Scatterbrain, and I was investigating the murder of one of her colleagues. Not that Gail has to work. Her father, George, is a rich property developer who lives in Nottingham with his wife Sally, herself a former dancer. George's two obsessions are Formula One motor racing and the land speed record, both of which he talks about incessantly, until his wife tells him to shut up. But he gives his daughter a substantial allowance, and that is why Gail doesn't have to work. But, loving Gail as I do... I'm willing to listen to his land speed stories for as long as he's prepared to bore me with them.
On this particular Christmas morning, George was in full flow. He and Sally had arrived the previous day to enjoy Christmas dinner with Gail and me. Gail and Sally were in the kitchen preparing the meal, and my only chore was to keep their glasses constantly topped up with champagne and George's with whiskey. Gail had decorated the sitting room tastefully, but minimally. There was none of the paper chains that my late father favoured. I still remember spending hours as a child sticking the damn things together before my father strung them from each corner of the room to the central light fitting. But Gail had put up just a few sprigs of holly, a number of bells, and, of course, the obligatory Christmas tree. Under the tree were parcels of varying sizes in colourful paper, including my gift to Gail and her gift to me. There was one from me to George, two bottles of malt whisky, and another from me to Gail's mother. Being useless when it came to selecting gifts for ladies of...